Escape from Draymond Green. My boys make major moves. Still the same ones that I came with. Up in a payment. Told you we nothing to play with. Guess something's unchangeable. Shot is good. Out of foul. Golden State with a 16-point lead in the first half. Tatum finds some room. All this time, I'm on the grind. Oh, I'm shining. Nothing can stop me. And the Celtics take the lead. Paul gets it off in time. Oh, he banks it in. It's a one-point game as we head to the fourth. Over the course of the game, we were in it. Felt like we just couldn't get over the hump. Championship DNA shows up when it's needed most. Run it up, run it up, run it up, run it up. Nothing can stop me. He is Jalen Rose. I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that we do? We get a people. What a great game last night. What a great NBA final series we have. The greatest shooter of all time, Wardell Stephen Curry, did not hit a single three. He was 0 for 9, yet the Warriors still won. Here is what Wardell had to say about the weird performance. I mean, of course it bothers me as a shooter. You want to impact the game that way, but... And the fact that, you know, everybody stepped up, Wiggs, JP, you know, Clay hit some big shots. Draymond found his 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 life and his spirit and the way he impacts the game. Uh, we could withstand going nine for forty as a team and me 0 for nine and still come away with the win. You see the numbers there. The winner of game five is in the driver's seat. That is the Warriors. But, Jalen, it wasn't Steph Curry that got them there. It was Andrew Wiggins. What do you think about Wiggs? Well, his activity was key. And when you're playing against the Golden State Warriors and they're in their half-court offense, they're going to be looking to get the ball to Steph Curry, and rightfully so, off of pick-and-roll actions, off of dribble handoff actions, off of down-screen actions. But when you turn the ball over, that now allows players like Wiggins to get out and transition to get layups and dunks. Gary Payton II to get going. And those players get a level of confidence playing in front of their home fans that they now are aggressively looking for shots like Wiggins started to do. How about this, Jacoby? This is the only time this year that Wiggins has led the team in points and rebounds in the game. It's wild. That's the only time. In the NBA That's finals. the only time. And Steve Kerr used him as a Swiss Army knife because he basically played him as a small ball four a lot during his substitution patterns. So now when you're helping towards Steph or helping off play, Wiggins is the slasher, not necessarily Otto Porter, not necessarily Draymond Green. Why? He's more athletic and a terrific finisher at the basket. And defensively, he did a terrific job of fighting over screens, helping the helper, and giving multiple efforts on whoever he was guarding. He was terrific in that game, and like I always tell you, role players are gonna play better in front of their home fans. Yep. Wiggins, Draymond was aggressive at the beginning of the game, even offensively scored a couple of buckets to start the game. Gary Payton II, and I told you, pool don't just make baskets. They're loud. And it's only right, it seems, at the end of a quarter again, he makes a huge three-point shot that became the catalyst to a 10-0 run. 
to start the fourth quarter. So, Jalen, you did mention the role players playing better at home, and when the Celtics started the game, they made a concerted effort after Steph had 43. They're like, we're not going to let you beat us. We're going to make other people beat us, and that's exactly what happened. But what do you think about the way they defended Steph Curry and how he could never find his shot even when he got open? So it's always great, D, when the offensive player misses the shot. It's always great, D, when they miss. So now, what are we doing to make Steph Curry miss? Contesting, making him work, not allowing him to be comfortable, making him compete defensively, but also he just missed some shots that he normally makes. Sure did. And he had a consecutive games made streak of three-pointers for a reason because he's the greatest three-point shooter that the game has seen. So that was an anomaly after 233 games that he didn't make a shot. It's not something historic that the Boston Celtics decided to do defensively. They've done what they've consistently do, um, been able to do. They're going to drop coverage with their big, try to take away the initial catch try to take away the initial walk up or dribble up three and force Steph to play mid-range, not allow him to turn the corner and spray it out to his shooters. So I want to give the Celtics credit, but he missed a lot of shots that he normally makes. One of the key points of the game was this Andrew Wiggin dunk on Derek White. And I just want to point out one thing that really just makes this worse. It's one thing to get dunked on. He wasn't really dunked on. He was dunked around. But after <laughs> Wiggins made the basket, the ball hits him in the face. That just makes it worse. You know what I mean? The ball just hits Derek White right in the face on this one. It really just, just the microchasm of how this night went. Look at this right here. Oh, that's, that's bad. Well, it could have got worse. Well, it could have got worse if it hit that nose in the wrong spot and make your eyes start to water. You know what I mean? Then it's a lot worse when you're standing there like this, like you just got punched in the nose. But again, that's about the aggressiveness of Wiggins, though. And as a number one pick, Jacoby, they don't draft you to be a defensive stopper. You don't mm. see nobody that get drafted number one. And it's like when you get drafted number one, it's like you gotta score twenty. Like, you got to get buckets and then do other things. And so he had to continue to reinvent himself. I remember the years it was like rigging for Wiggins. And growing up, he was known as Maple Jordan because he's from Canada. And so he always had expectations to be that dude. And then when he got to Minnesota, the same expectations were there. And they were lofty. But that's what happens when you move teams, you move opportunities on the roster to make an impact. So he goes from being the most impactful player in a situation to watching Carl Anthony Towns ascend and then watching him add Jimmy Butler. So now that got him used to going to a team like the Warriors where the ball has energy. You move, you cut, you play D, you play a role, you get vaccinated. You start the All-Star game, now you have a chance to win your first championship if you're Andrew Wiggins. And one of the things we always key on is how many turnovers do the Celtics have? And it was Smart and Brown and Tatum that I believe they totaled for 13 turnovers as a trio. And a lot of it happened in the fourth quarter after the Celtics had a good third quarter, got a little squirrely at the end with that pool shot. But Jalen, what do you think about the turnovers and this sort of like fourth quarter inefficiency from the Boston Stars? It wasn't really just the fourth quarter for the Celtics being poor offensively. That was the 
every quarter except the third. Like, they were bad in the first half. They missed their first 12 three-pointers. 12. They missed their first 12 three-point shots. And for a while, Jason Tatum was the only one that could seem like he was finding a basket. Marcus Smart ended up working himself into the game. You talked about Jalen Brown's high turnovers. But again, if you're going to win on the road in the NBA Finals, and I know this is asking a lot. It ain't too many people that's going to play in the NBA Finals that's going to score 25, that's going to score 30. But if the Celtics are going to win, that's what they're going to need from Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And then they're going to need more people. You saw Jay-Z and Baby Blue at the game. They're going to need more people. That's smart. That's Al Horford. That's Time Lord. That's Grant Williams. That's Derek White. It's going to take a collection of effort of multiple people to drive the narrative if they're going to win. But it starts with your best players. And you know what's defeating Jacoby? When you miss a layup or you Mm -hmm. miss a close shot towards the basket. Because what ends up happening, there had to be a reason. Like, I I, I missed a layup. Like, ref, there had to be a reason. (laughs) There had to be a reason. Like, I I don't miss these. You know, this is a three-foot, five-foot shot. Tatum looking at the ref. Jalen Brown looking at the ref. Uh, One time, Marcus Smart tried to flop and get a charge against Klay Thompson. It could have been a bang-bang Mm-hmm. Um, call, but then when you fall down, you give Clay an uncontested three, and Clay was like, "Whew, this is what I needed—an uncontested shot." And those are the type of plays to get a guy like him going. Yep, you saw how excited Clay was after he missed that shot, and Jalen like, <laughs> when you have Kevon Looney in foul trouble. You have just Draymond Green as sort of like the lone big on the floor for the Warriors. You would expect a lot more from Horford and Williams and Williams. Why weren't they able to get going and contribute the way they have in the past? I mentioned Al Horford had 26 points in game one. Mm -hmm. He He had 30 points combined in all of the rest of the games. Robert Williams III had a major impact in a previous game. He should be flirting with double doubles in a couple of blocks. That didn't happen yesterday. Grant Williams had 27 points in a closeout game versus the Bucks. Yep. I know for a fact he don't have 27 total points in five games through this series. And so those guys have to create a level of balance and autonomy up front. In particular, Al Horford with his shot making and ability to spread the floor. He did it in the third quarter, made a big three, made a couple of big plays in that quarter. But they're going to need those guys to be more consistent if they're going to extend this series in Game 6. Now, Jalen, uh, Clay Thompson has not been the old Clay, but he's been enough Clay to get them wins. And one thing I love about Clay Thompson is his approach to not just basketball, but to life. So we want to get inside of his head. And he was asked a question that got the best response from him at the press conference. Let's listen to Clay Thompson just philosophically address his relationship with the Bay. You know, the Bay, <clears throat> it doesn't matter what time of the year it is, the Bay, you know, it can be cold, but when it's one of those days where it's in the low 60s and the sun, sun is shining, you, I, I make it a point to jump in the ocean. I just think the ocean has healing properties that a pool might not have or a cold tub and just to be immersed in nature like that, it just, it really makes me happy and 
just your whole body feels so great when you get out of that cold water and it just feel like honestly you just feel a little clo closer to God when you look up at the beautiful skies and you just in the ocean like it's a I'm an Aquarius so I just have always loved the water my whole life and it really is my happy place besides the hardwood. Clay Thompson has life figured out. Like he's got life figured out, Jalen Anthony Rose. If you had to sort of two words about this sound, what would they be? You know the bay? Well, a couple of things. It doesn't matter what time of the year it is, the bay can be cold. But he's talking about the ocean. He's talking about being immersed. He's talking about being closer to God. You know what all of those things remind me? That this is a fail test. Fail test. That this is a fail test. <laughs> you know what I just realized, Jay? We've been doing this segment so long, they don't even test anymore. So good for Clay Thompson. You know, good for Clay Thompson. I think he's enjoying all of the natural elements that California and the Northern California Bay Area have to offer. You know what I mean? Good for Clay. Absolutely. He might, he might as well start touring with the Grateful Dead and Bill Walton if he wins this championship. <laughs> in a couple of days. It's only right. We were oh, doing the God. show outside, and all I can say is I smelled the bay. I smelled <laughs> I, the legality of the bay when I, we were outside. I understood everything he was saying, though. There, there is something healing and invigorating, gets the blood flowing about a nice cool dip in the ocean. Big shout to Clay Thompson. Jalen. Draymond Green, whether it's a win or a loss, whether he scores 18 points or four points, he's always a topic of discussion, and he had impact on this game, especially early. We'll discuss him and much more right after this. You're watching Jalen and Jacoby. Coming to you live from Pier 17 here in the Seaport, New York City, and brought to you by Chase. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, seems like after every game of the finals, we end up talking about Draymond Green, and today is no different. He was impactful in game five, aggressive early, played good defense. What do you think about Draymond's sort of bounce back game in game five? Not a shooter. Hasn't made a three in this series. Not a score. Isn't going to probably get you double-figure points. But like Stove God Cook said, it's what you do after the brick. Be Draymond. Floor game. And it was important for him to come out, Jacoby, for his mental stability to see a couple of baskets go in. Yep. Like, those couple of baskets early in the game for him were like long-range bombs from Jordan Poole. Like, they, they meant so much to his aggression and to his confidence and to his body language. Like, the Golden State Warriors really feed off of him being their anchor, not only defensively, but also a playmaker offensively. And the funny thing I always laugh at is when he does the fake dribble hand off the step and they literally allow him to walk to the basket for an uncontested <laughs> layup. Like, what? It was time like, Lord like just ran away really from focused, him. Yeah, well, but, but here's the thing. Here's what happens. Because he's he's such he's such a non-scorer, you tend to forget he has the ball and focus on who he's trying to hand it off to. So you're like, there's a splash brother, there's Jordan Poole, there's Wiggins cutting, and then you fall asleep on Draymond. He fakes it and goes down and lays it up. But he was on his extra petty. 
because after a timeout, Jason Tatum was about to shoot the ball. You know how players just like to yep. watch the ball go in every now and then? And he purposely didn't allow him to shoot it, walked with him out of bounds underneath the basket, walked to the Celtics huddle to make sure that he wasn't going to get a shot off to make sure the ball didn't go in. Now, here's what I was watching. What are the Celtics going to do? See, like I told you earlier, when he got into an altercation with Jalen Brown and he stood up over him, Marcus Smart, who's the defensive player of the year, when he ran to the scrum, he was pulling back Draymond, not confronting Draymond. So, like, when you have a player like Draymond that's going to get into the other team's huddle, like, he shouldn't get out of the huddle. Like, we're going to ring around the Rosie on him, and now we're going to see if you break through the huddle. And so that's how you put up, like, a, a, another level of physical autonomy towards your opponent. But, again, Draymond numbers, they don't stand out. They're not huge. Mm. But he did have an impact. But another impact for him was that once he was in, once Looney was in foul trouble and Draymond was in or out of the game, Wiggins kind of was playing those minutes at the four. And so now all of a sudden being more of a scorer, being more of a, 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 a playmaker than Draymond allowed Wiggins to also get a couple of extra buckets and a couple of extra opportunities. It seemed like a missed opportunity for the Celtics with all the foul trouble in the front court for the Celtics with Steph Curry not hitting threes. And they had a great run in the third quarter where they hit eight threes in a row. However, at the end of the third, a couple threes from Clay, And there was this shot, the buzzer beater from Jordan Poole. For the second time this series in the same building, Jordan Poole at the end of the third. I already told you, some guys score baskets. His is loud. <laughs> and, and what do I mean by that? And you're going to see people using this. Like, ain't nobody, this is why you come to Jalen and Jacoby. You get the terminology, and then you take it to your people, and you watch other people steal it that do what we do. His buckets are loud. Like, mm -hmm. ooh, ah, half-court shot between the leg, behind the back, cross somebody over, and then celebrate for the crowd. But again, it was good to see him going, Draymond going. But I'm happy for Gary Payton II. Yep. 15 points, three steals. Six like for having eight. Having him back in the lineup, having him back in the lineup kind of like, uh, kind of balances out defensively what Steve Kerr want to do. And it was great to see him have a moment with the OG, the Hall of Famer, his father, GP, after the game because they're one game now away for getting the family's first championship. So we have to pay attention I'm with sorry, the real. Gary, Gary got one. No, Gary. No, I, I take that back. Gary, Gary got one with Miami. With the Heat, yeah, with the, the Heat. Family second championship. So Jalen, we got to pay attention to all the storylines here in the finals. And one of the biggest things to come out of yesterday was the the drama surrounding flake, fake Clay Thompson. We all have seen fake Clay Thompson before, <laughs> but apparently the security at the Chase Center has not, because fake Clay Thompson went to shoot around. Look at him. We went five layers of security, <laughs> 10 minute shoot around and shoot around, and then he's been indefinitely banned from the Chase Center from all events. Jalen, he's playing the victim here, being like, y'all, it's on y'all to stop me from doing this, but now he's banned from the Chase Center. Do you think this is justice? This is not justice. And I don't appreciate this by the Chase Center and the Warriors. Y'all should be celebrating fake clay. 
I saw him yesterday. He ain't do nothing wrong. He just looked like the man. You know what I'm saying? He just looked like the man. People gonna it's, give him VIP pass because he looked like the man. That ain't on him. I don't I mean, like this at all. It, it is a breach of security. You can't just have anybody from outside like shoot around amongst the players. However, it, it doesn't even look that much like Clay Thompson. You know what I mean? Like you should Correct. know what Clay Thompson looked look like, like if you like worked him. security for the Warriors. Just because like he got him. sweatshirt on Correct. doesn't mean he's Clay Thompson. Mr. Rose, we exactly. have a lot. He doesn't look like Clay. I could I could dress in that. I can't shoot like Clay though. When we come back, <laughs> we have a lot more to discuss from the finals. You're watching Jalen and Jacoby. <laughs> Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby, Jalen Anthony Rose. Even in the middle of the NBA Finals, after a pivotal Game 5, we're still going to take time on the show to recognize what? Wrongfully detained for 117 days. We here at Jalen and Jacoby wish Brittany Griner a speedy, safe return to the United States. Jalen, I love watching the game, but I also love watching you on NBA Countdown and the Countdown crew. And you had an especially clean outfit yesterday. So take us through this look. As, absolutely, rich, fresh, black designer. You also saw Steph Curry at the post game rocking one of his jogging suits. And so again, the biggest stage, industry tastemaker, renaissance man, gotta be suited and booted. You know what it is. Well, there's also some notable, some notable people, friends of the show that were in the building last night as well. Say that you got it all, E-40. Too Sheezy, Jay-Z, Blue Ivy. And she like, Dad, let me go. Get off me. People are watching. The streets <laughs> is watching. Every dad knows that let feeling. We'll be back tomorrow, ESPN2, like 4 p.m. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast exclusive content for the podcast listeners. Jalen, we're going to talk about the finals. We're going to talk about your experience yesterday at Game 5. But we have to talk about this first. Montrez Harrell pulled over. Three pounds of vacuum-sealed marijuana. He now faces felony charges. I believe it was in Kentucky. I will look it up while you speak. But I, there's two sides of this to me. Number one, marijuana should never be a felony. Even if it's illegal in your state, there should probably be a federal law that changes all of this and just cleans this all up. The other side of it, that's a lot of marijuana, Mr. Rose. Like, that's not just that. You ain't smoking three pounds over the weekend. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just like, hey, let's go on a road trip, grab three pounds. You know what I mean? Like, in a second. So he's going to be hit with trafficking charges because it doesn't seem like three pounds doesn't seem like personal use. However, if you got a gang of money and you know you're not going to stop smoking in the next year, maybe it was just an economical sort of the same way I buy toilet paper at Costco type of a move. You know what I mean? So what do you think about this story and, and, and sort of my confusion and, and, and both sides of it? First and foremost, like these laws for marijuana are way too stringent. Like mm -hmm. the war on drugs has already happened. You've already disenfranchised and broken up and arrested so many black and brown people in particular, and then changed the laws and made it legal and then turned around and profit off of it. But with that being said, Trez. Trez, Montrez. 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 
Mr. Harrell. For him, him getting three pounds, you mentioned it. It's like you going to Costco or like somebody eating at the buffet. He's thinking, I'm about to be stopped. Yeah, this is like, like, it's, like, yeah, it's like toilet paper at Costco. Like, I'm not gonna stop yeah, taking poops. Yeah. I'm not gonna stop taking poops anytime yeah. soon. So I'm gonna need a gang yeah. of toilet paper. Might Correct. as well get it for cheap, yeah. right? It, and, 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 and somebody was like, yo, we got these flames. We got these good. We got we got this ooh-wee. He like, give it all to me. How like, much you just got? Just give it all to me. How much you got? And as a matter of fact, not only do I want it, I'm coming to get it myself. Like, I'm coming to get this myself. I'm gonna make sure. Now, this isn't like, somebody can Google this. Google Nate Newton Dallas Cowboys pulled over by the police in his Mercedes Benz. I got you. Please tell me, because I believe that that's whatever he had in the car, I feel like that's the high score for an athlete. I feel like that's the high score on the video game. Montrez is just small potatoes compared to what Nate Newton had in his vehicle when he got pulled over by the cops like 20 years ago. And so again, I'm oh, not oh, oh. advocating breaking laws, <laughs> Mr. and I'm Mr. not Newton. supporting bad behavior. Mr. Newton had a whole human being's Mr. worth Newton of marijuana. Had. He had a whole human being's worth of marijuana. Like, if, if, if all this marijuana was a boxer, it would be a heavyweight. He had 175 pounds. <laughs> wow, I told you. That's not now personal that's use. Now that's trafficking. Now that's trafficking. Yeah, you're trafficking at that you point. You know what Montrez is doing? Montrez was just getting stopped for the summer. Where, where yeah, was he it, again? Where, let me hold on. Let me, look let it me up. break this down for y'all. I think he was, was in, he? I think he was in was Kentucky. He? I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. There you go. So there you go. There you go. Minimum pickings in Kentucky. It ain't California. It's you know what I'm You trying to yeah, find Kentucky. that? It, it, it ain't California. They're, okay. So 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 now this makes more sense. You know how like a player that plays for the Knicks and he's on a West Coast trip and back-to-back games might be in Portland and Utah. It ain't that he can't meet people that live there. It's just more effective to import. Because mm. you don't have time to like, you know, be out and trying to, you know, Ask meet somebody. somebody and, yeah. Yeah, and, uh. and get to know somebody. You gotta already have somebody that's in your phone. That Montrez, I promise y'all, what Montrez Harold was doing in Kentucky is way different than what Nate Newton was doing when he got pulled over. Those are vastly couple, different couple situations. Things. And How I much always did say Nate this. Newton have again? 175 pounds. I don't even know what that looks like. Like, how do you even, you need like two people to pick that up. You know what I mean? Like, you put that in the trunk, you get a U-Haul. Like, I don't even know how much space that takes up. But like, see, see, see Montrez Hale was going to Costco and buying the toilet paper. Nate Newton, he stole the, the toilet paper truck. You know what I mean? Like, it's like we, don't, we don't need all that. There's no room in your house for that. So Mr. Rose, a couple things about this. For all of our listeners, if they do ever use medicinal marijuana and they're in a state where it's not legal and you're driving, I always have a rule. Don't break two laws at once. You know what I mean? Like if, 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 you, if, if you've got three pounds of marijuana in the car, don't, don't have any traffic violations. Don't go 85 miles an hour. What happened with Montrez is he was pulled over for, and I'm reading this, 
traveling southbound on I-90-75 for following the vehicle in front of him too closely, according to police records. Huh? Hit the brakes. Huh? That sounds like driving while black. That, there's no, no, driving in an like expensive car. I'm sure he wasn't driving, you know, like a, a Camry. That's, that sounds like driving an extremely Fam. expensive car while black. How Fam. long did the police it, officer it. observe his behavior? Sam, let me tell you something. As somebody that's driven a Dodge Omni, somebody that's driven a Dodge Shadow, somebody that had a, a, a Honda Accord, a, a, a Ford Blazer, Jeep Wrangler, Mercedes Benzes, Range Rovers, a Maybox. The Dukes of Hazzard, I'm trying the Dukes to Hazzard tell car, you, the General Lee actually had that. I'm trying to tell you, this was driving while black. It had nothing to do with his car being expensive. That does not sound like a law that nor that's like three seconds on defense in an NBA game. That's literally what yeah, that is. Jay, jaywalking. That that that's called that's called a defense of three seconds in an NBA Finals game. So how 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 much do you have to be watching me to acknowledge that I'm following another close another car too closely? I, I, that's what I'm, that's my point. If the, if the police officer, it's a highway. If the police officer stopped and watching cars go by. You don't have enough sample size to, to sort of like pull someone over for that behavior. Secondly, if the police officer is driving at a distance and a length of time at which they can decide that this is an illegal behavior, then Montrez would notice that the cop is there and not do it. And also we have an update. Montrez Harold was not driving a Maybach or some sort of like, you know, uh, space shuttle type of vehicle. He was driving Trying the exact you, same vehicle that David Jacoby drives. I'm no longer in the minivan See? mafia. See? The Honda Pilot. Told exact you. same car that I drive. The exact same car. I told you it wasn't no Shout fancy to the third vehicle. Row. I told you it wasn't no fancy row. vehicle. It don't matter what you're driving. No matter what he was driving. And I'm not defending well, illegal behavior. No, it's illegal. Laws. I'm not promoting marijuana to youth or anything. Like I I don't, I'm not doing that. But what I'm saying is, when you ask me about breaking two laws, if you would have told me that one of the laws was like driving on the shoulder and creating a fourth lane to pass all of the cars, or if you'd have told me something like Super, um, you know, going 110 miles an hour, and going 125 yeah. miles an hour, weaving in and out of lanes, but when you yeah. Tell, yeah, come on, man. That that, you, that's a judgment call. That's a block charge. That's a block exactly. charge. Exactly. Yeah, that's a pass that's interference. That's a block charge. Yeah, that, that, yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a, it's a great that's point. That's a block charge. It's a great point. I've, I've, yeah. How many that's times have I been pulled over for following the car in front of me in my life? Zero. <laughs> how many times have I ever thought about that? Did I even know that that was a rule you can't break? <laughs> for real. They got Jalen, back to the NBA they Finals. Him. They set him up. Back to the NBA Finals. Mr. Rose. What up, though? It really felt like the Celtics should have won this game. When you watch the, the, the third quarter, 
when you see the foul trouble with Looney and, and Green, when you see the lineups that they're playing, when you see Marcus Smart post up pool, get an easy dish to Time Lord, go to the exact same spot in the next possession, post up pool, and get doubled and kick out of it, and seem like it just it just felt like the Celtics everything broke right for them and they ended up losing, not just losing, but losing by like 10 points. That's how I felt watching this one. Well, they only played well offensively in particular in the third quarter. But the one thing about basketball is you only need to win one quarter to actually win the game. And the one thing about that third quarter, shots started to go in. When you start 0 for 12 from three, and then you make three in a row, and then you hit your next five, and then there's multiple people making them. Marcus Smart, Al Horford, Jason Tatum. You start to feel good about your comeback. But then late in that quarter, like Wiggins did a couple of multiple efforts, defensive plays that were really really underrated. And his defensive play, which led to him getting out in transition, led to an assist to Jordan Poole's shot at the end of the quarter. See, if you watch that play, most people are going to only pay attention to Jordan Poole making the shot. They ain't going to pay attention. to Wiggins should have actually passed it to him two seconds earlier. But Wiggins had done such a terrific job defensively, and he was so locked in, by the time he got the ball, he didn't even have his head up. He was more focused on trying to look at the clock. And Jordan Poole was like, yo, 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 yo. <laughs> and then he finally got it to him late, and he still made the shot. And so, again, like you called it, when the Celtics won game one, Al Horford had 26. When the Warriors win game five, Wiggins had 26. Mm. You're going to need players outside of your best Splash Brothers or Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to give me 25 in the playoff game, to give me 25-plus in the finals game. When that happens, you usually win, in particular, playing at home. Two points. Number one, you always say that Poole has the loud baskets. And one of the things that you ha- that happens when you hit a buzzer beater, the, the play stops. You know what I mean? It's one thing when Steph Curry hits a <laughs> dagger, he got to run back on defense and pick somebody up. You know what I mean? But, like, when you hit a buzzer beater at home, the play stops, and you get yourself a nice little 20-second runway to put your tongue out, to high-five the crowd, to run away from your teammates, and then celebrate with your teammates. It's almost like those buzzer beaters are, like, worth seven points because of the way they energize the home crowd. Because and Jordan Poole is really good at sort of hamming it up as well. And the second thing I want to say, this is a very simple question, which after the game I was thinking about how I processed the game and what happened. This is a very simple question for you that I asked myself. Okay. Who on the Celtics had a good game? Nobody, nobody, nobody. 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 There's a lot of times when you lose, but Jalen Brown had 35, but you still lose. But, like, nobody on the Celtics team was, like, had a good game on either side of the ball. Like, nobody. Nobody. You're not going to win. No one had a good game. No one had a good game. And, and, And the thing is... I said this going into the game. This may sound like an oxymoron, but if you played sports, you'll follow, you'll, you'll catch what I'm putting down. Have you ever played ball, Jacoby? 
and the person that you were playing against was younger, more athletic. Every Wednesday. Faster. Every Wednesday. Actually better than you. Actually Every better than you. Every and Wednesday. You know, that, you know that they better. But they can't beat you. But they can't beat you. And you know what that is? Experience. It reminds me when I used to go to the park and go to the and go to St. Cecilia and go to Reg Ball. I'm like, man, I can't do nothing with these young dudes. But then all of a sudden, I know how to get to my spots. Mm-hmm. I know how to time manage. I know how to make game-changing plays when they matter the most that can cripple their confidence. And that's yep. what the Warriors are doing to the Celtic team that are in the finals for the first time. Like, they're turning Jalen Brown over, making him fall down. They're contesting Jason Tatum's shots at the rim, and he's looking at the ref. And now they're, they're off. They're off to the races. And if you, and if you really want to go there, let's go there. The only Warriors that had good games truly were Wiggins and Gary Payton II. Draymond was good. He wasn't great. Clay, Mount, Clay was okay. And Steph Clay was didn't enough. have a good game. No. But, he, but, but that's two more than the Celtics had. Like, sometimes it's simple. Like, sometimes you say Whoa. it's simple. Like, it's like a, after, the, after game two, uh, after game one, and I'm sorry, after game three, I was like, the Celtics are just bigger. Like, they're just, just bigger human beings. They got bigger human beings out there in every position. Correct. Like, they're going to, you know, it's like sometimes you can just break it down. I was watching last night, I was thinking to myself, like, no one on the Celtics had a good game. So you're not going to win. Like, someone's got to play a little nobody, bit better nobody. than expected. And, uh, Correct. You know, and Al Horford scores 25-26. They win game one. Wiggins leads the team in scoring in game five. They win. Now they're in pole position, 48 minutes away, for getting their fourth championship with this group. So there has been a relationship between the Celtics and the refs. And you pointed this out. And again, like sometimes things are so simple. Like it's a, like the people who complain about the refs are the ones who lost the game, right? Right? It's, it's just like, it's just simple. But uh, there were some interesting calls. Obviously, Marcus Smart. And Jordan Poole, you know, when when uh, when they were kind of going back and forth, and then Poole pretended like he got punched in the face, and they called an offensive foul on Marcus. There's Marcus <laughs> when Clay kind of gave him the chicken wing. But if you, if we all watched a bunch of Andrew Wiggins highlights. He does not drive to the basket without using his offhand to create space. Not once. You, we've been watching Andrew Wiggins' highlights from that game. Anyone listening to this podcast, they're still going to be playing him on SportsCenter by the time you listen to this. He does not drive to the basket without using his off elbow to create space. He does not do that. He never doesn't do that. And he gets his buckets. But, Mr. Rose, what do you think about the complaining to the I gotta refs? i got to ask you one more. Go ahead. So here's, I'm sorry, my brother. Here's what I think about complaining to the refs. When you're complaining to the refs, a, a, a couple of things happen. I want everybody that, especially if you play basketball, listen to this. If you play basketball and you complain to the refs and there wasn't a foul, you have no credibility. Let me mm. repeat. So mm. you drive to the basket and you, and you miss the shot. And you didn't get fouled, but yet you fall on the floor and you can play into the ref. You know what the ref thinking? I hope the other team score in transition so you look bad. That's the first thing. 
The second thing that happens when you complain to the refs is the other team feel like they're bullying you. Mm. See, when the game was more physical, like even if I did get whacked on the arm, even if it hurt, I got to act like it didn't because now the opponent get an edge. He like, oh, okay. He whining. He crying. That's the other thing. The third thing, here's what it does. When your best players complain to the refs, you can't win. Mm. Whoa. Let me tell you. Luka yeah, Dodge let, let comes me, to let mind. Me tell you the, let, let me tell you something. I remember when they put together Lob City. And I remember saying this the entire time. They won't win because CP3 and Blake Griffin always complain to the refs. Hmm. If you look back, the only team that's ever won the championship that always complained to the refs is my Detroit Pistons in 2004. They're the anomaly like the Splash Brothers shooting a team to a championship. When everybody talking about the three-point shot, really only the Warriors are the team that shot them. Like, you see teams with gimmicks like the Houston Rockets trying to be seven seconds or less. Like, those gimmicks don't work. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're like coffee. They're like chocolate. They're like a quick, a quick fix. But then you're going to have a downer. And when you're complaining to the ref, you're not winning. And that's what I felt about the Celtics. I'm like, they're not going to win. They're younger. They're inexperienced. They're complaining to the refs. But this is going seven, Jacoby. I think so, too. This I said Warriors seven. in seven. I have no reason to think there's going to be anything but Warriors in seven. So, while this is going seven, Jacoby, let me tell you a name that's going to be trending during game seven, after game seven, and all summer. Can I guess? Kevin Durant. That's what I was going to say. Kevin Durant. <laughs> Kevin Durant. His name about to get a lot. His legacy about to get some slander mm-hmm. if the Warriors win the championship without him because it validates what everybody said. They won before him. Steph was a unanimous, unanimous MVP before him. They won 73 games before he arrived. They beat him in the playoffs. He joined their team, was outstanding, won two finals MVPs as the best player on the best team, was unhappy, got his rings for his legacy and bounced. Draymond Green alluded to it. Everybody keeps talking about it. Bob Myers talked about it after the first championship about how basically he joined a turnkey situation. If they win without him after not making the playoffs for back-to-back years? Oh, let me add something to that. Let me add something to that, Mr. Rose. I'm old enough to remember the first round of the playoffs. Who did the, how did the Nets do in the first round of the playoffs, and how did Kevin Durant play? And who are they playing against? The only team that didn't win a game. The only team that didn't win a game. But KD had 40 in every game, right, against the Celtics, right? Oh, no, he didn't? No. Oh, he didn't shoot well? Oh, he didn't, no. have, a, he didn't have a good series? No. Against the Celtics, wait, the same no, that Celtics that Butler didn't that play the, well. Same Celtics that the Warriors are going to beat in the finals, potentially? Because that, that's another level to this. Correct. 
that, that, that's going to have Katie. And Katie's going to be on Twitter. And Katie has nothing to prove to anybody. You know what I mean? Like, this is just, this is not criticism of Kevin Durant. This is just, you know, two in, industry veterans seeing the floor and seeing how it's going to go if it goes this way. Correct. That's how it's going to go. <clears throat> well, 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 here's... Well, here's some advice I'd like to give to the clapback player. When you lose, say less. Mm-hmm. Like, when you lose, people get a chance to say nah, 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 nah. And as a competitor, you get a chance to get in the gym, go to work, and come back and silence your critics. You can't silence us on Twitter. You can't silence us on IG. You got to silence us by the Nets actually doing something. Not getting bounced in the first round. And so I'm telling you, 3-2-1, the name that's going to be the number one trending topic in the United States of America if and when the Golden State Warriors win the championship is going to be Kevin Durant. And also, don't forget this. Steph Curry has as many championships as LeBron James. It's going to be it's going to be Steph Curry. Is Steph Curry in the top 10? And I've seen the top 10 list. He's not. You know, you know I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's not. I mean, write down the top ten list when you got a little time. And Steph Curry is not there yet. I got you. You can get there. I got you. I got you. I want to remind. I want to remind everyone. When you say goat, that means greatest, not best shooter, not tallest, not best handle, not most championships, greatest. That means when you played at your apex, you accomplished more than the people that you're being compared to. That's what greatest mean. I'm not saying Bill Russell is number one all time because he has the most rings. The greatest player of all time is Michael Jordan. Second, Kareem. Third, Bill Russell. Fourth, I wrestle between Magic and LeBron. Like, when you really look back at the trajectory of LeBron's career, is he really greater than Magic? You can debate that for yourself. But that's four and five. So here's where your Steph comment comes in. I'm going to just throw some names out there, and I want the world to tell me. I got LeBron over Magic easily, but that's fine. Easily? Easily. Easily? By the time he's done, he's going to score more points than anybody else. See, 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 there you go. That's a longevity stat. Yes, I think that's part of the conversation. Longevity is part of the conversation. No, no. So, 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 so there's a reason why Carl Malone ain't mentioned in this category. Why is that? No championships. It ain't because of how many points he scored. Boom. And no finals MVPs. So that's where I'm going six through ten. So name me somebody that you think Steph Curry can pass if he wins the championship this year. No particular order. Kobe. No. Shaq. No. Larry Bird. Tim Duncan. No, no. He got more work to do. That's why I said that's why I started this whole thing. He got more work to do. You can't take someone out of the top 10. What is that? That's 10 right there. So that's I think 10. So. Yeah. He's outside the top 10. So that that's 10. So he's not in the top 10. Now, when ESPN did a list, they had him at like 16 and they had KD 12. Now, what he's going to do, he's going to pass KD to me, though. Mm-hmm. 
He's gonna pass KD. So now I put him in a category with like Akeem, Wilt, Big O, KD, Isaiah Thomas. Like to me, those are like the next His like peers. Yeah. fifteen. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's like the that. that and that, so anyone so, who's yeah, new to the podcast. Anyone who's new to the podcast, don't tweet us about the name we forgot, because we forget at least one or two names every single time we do this off the top of the dome. So, so you know, just don't, just don't. Save yourself the tweet. Right. I know we forgot somebody. Right. Sorry. Right. Correct. But but again, like he he he's firmly in the top fifteen. I do you have you put Wilt in there? He gets closer to ten. Of course. We put we have Wilt. I just want to make sure we mention Wilt. You know I'll mention Wilt. Come on, man. Stop. Okay, I'm going to always good. mention Wilt. Good. Flat out. But well, again, I gotta say it's, this, it's though, great Jake. to watch the ascension of Steph Curry. I, I'm not ready to but give, the, can I ask I'm not ready to give the Warriors the championship yet. I'm not ready. This is not a foregone conclusion to me. Like, they, Celtics win game six. Anything happened in game seven. Like, this is this is not over to me. You know, I think it's over 50% chance that the Warriors win, obviously. They need to be in one of two, but... Can't you see a world in which the Celtics end up hoisting the Larry O'Brien trophy? The Celtics will not win this series, fam. They will not win this series. Um, They've had a valiant effort in certain quarters. But if you're going to take it from the champions that have done it three times, you got to beat them and knock them out. And they ain't doing that. You know it and I know it. They ain't That's beating them and knocking them out. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? They like they won. Like they they beat them and knocked them out in game one. They won, I believe, game three. But like, you gotta take it from these guys, and they and they just not doing it. They not doing it. It's fair to say. Jalen. Appreciate you on Countdown. Appreciate you waking up early in the morning to do J&J. I know you got some traveling you're going to be doing. We'll be back tomorrow as we are every single day with another Dope Pod to Step 2. Why is that, Jalen Anthony Rose? We're not done. We're not done. We are not done. Got to give the beat